We have an absolute comedy coming up this weekend, or at least that's what I'm going to bill it as, and I don't think my two uh, cohorts here will disagree with me. We've got Ethan Smith from Lockdown Pirates, and of course, your co-host Stephen Offenbaker joins me, Jeff Carr, today on this crossover edition of Locked On Reds and Locked On Pirates. Thanks for making Locked On Reds and Locked On Pirates your first listen of the day. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day on today's podcast we are going to talk about this series that let's face it gentlemen when we look at the reds and the pirates this year we kind of thought that they might be battling for the bottom right now one team is clearly at the bottom and uh spoiler alert it's not the pittsburgh pirates so we're going to preview this series and we're going to talk about some young guys who um uh we're just going to talk about O'Neill Cruz. We're going to talk about Alejo Lopez. We're going to talk about uh, Graham Ashcraft. Some guys that I think uh, deserve a little bit more run. And I, uh, I know that Ethan's got a take on O'Neill Cruz. We, we've got to get to that. But first, we will start with this series. Uh, the Reds are coming in historically bad. In fact, I keep calling this series the summer's number one hit comedy. We, we were talking about this yesterday on the podcast, me and Steve. Uh, but Ethan, the Reds are almost like the plan nine from outer space baseball team. They've become so bad that people are interested in them. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes uh, with that kind of thing, you just sometimes they always say chaos is interesting. You can't look away from it. It's like a car crash. It really is. And yeah. I mean, again, I have not watched one Reds game this year, oddly enough. Uh, these will be the first games I watch. But I've seen enough and heard enough to think that a 3-22 and record is pretty bad. And, of course, as I told you the other day, Jeff, I was really hoping you guys were going to win one game and lose one game so you'd have a 4-20 and record just so you guys could laugh about something. Uh, yeah. But... Again, you never know. I mean, as we've mentioned before, me and Jeff have had plenty of crossovers before where we always say, whenever these two teams play, for whatever reason, throw the record out the window. It, it never matters. It never does. And that's where I think the Reds eventually are going to win like six games in a row. I just hope it's not this weekend, but I could see them going on a torrid run of wins at some point randomly because it's it's <laughs> it's hard to be this bad. And I think the last team I remember that did this bad was the Detroit Tigers, who started three and twenty five. But I forget what year that was, but I know that that happened at one point. And our former host of Locked on Tigers tweeted that out about uh, Chris Castellani, who's now at Barstool Sports, said, yeah, that's probably the worst record to start a season and the Reds might just beat it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we are trending that way. And, and it's funny that you say that you think the Reds are going to win this series, Ethan, because I know Steve does not feel the same. No, not even close. Uh, I, I have I have tried to to come up. And listen, first off, I am really pissed off that this Reds team has robbed me of my ability to even make fun of the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> I, I I have been looking forward to this crossover because I had material ready to go, and it's just all out the window. But listen, uh, I, I've looked at it I, I've, with as much talent as the Reds have on the roster right now. It's quotes. Uh, Yeah, air quotes for the audio feed. Uh, The bottom line is this. I only am confident about the Nicoladolo start. I think that's the only one they win. Out of the four games, I think we go one and three in this series uh, with the Pirates. Nicoladolo gets a win. Everybody else gets smacked around, and, you know, away we go. Yeah, I... It's nice that I have tickets to that game because I'm looking forward to watching Nick Lodolo pitch. Um, the you Connor have your Overton Jeff Hoffman jersey? 
No, not yet. That's on. Uh, I think it's on back order right now. Um, I'll have to talk to the store because the last time I heard from them, uh, it, it wasn't pleasant. Anyway, no. Um, anyway, Friday night tonight is the Connor Overton revenge story, and then Sunday we are going to get some form of Tyler Malley. I can't tell you what that's going to be because here recently it's not been very good. And then uh, TBD is pitching Saturday night in the doubleheader. At least last I saw. Um, it's crazy that they're playing. I understand why because of the owner's lockout, everything got pushed back and okay, we'll play four games in three days, but you're talking about two teams that the, the reds have struggled mightily to put together a pitching staff, but I know that the pirates have also kind of seen a little bit of success from some guys and a lot of rough starts from other guys, including tonight's starter JT Brubaker. Yeah. Our starting pitching has been abysmal. I'll be honest, which is why you saw what you saw on Wednesday afternoon or uh, Wednesday night in the second part of our doubleheader where Dylan Peters was an opener. And Dylan Peters, by the way, has yet to allow a run this year. And I believe now 17 innings pitched. So he's been very phenomenal. Uh, David Bednar has also been great out of the bullpen. Chris Stratton has had his moments. Will Crow has had his moments. It's just really the starting pitching is just that bad to where a lot of times the offense, it almost feels like if they don't score three runs in the first two innings, they're screwed. I mean, and that's what I'm scared of any series that I go into, even against this Reds team, where the starting pitching could just blow up and the Pirates are out of the game before it even starts. Well, <laughs> but the Reds uh, have been playing a great game of hold my beer whenever they've been challenged, at, you know, not being bad. So it's, uh, yeah, I they've don't, scored I think, five runs in the top of the first inning, the last two games against the Brewers, and they have blown that lead the 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 opposite side of the first inning. Like they didn't even hold yesterday. They went up three nothing in the top of the first, and before Hunter Green could get two outs. It was a tie game. I was like, you have absolutely got to. I, I'm trying to look right now on our uh, favorite uh, website, Bet Online, to see what the over-unders are because I think we should probably tip people off. Smash the over. I don't know what it is, but smash the over. <laughs> There's not going to be a lot of pitching in this series. <laughs> no, not even close. I was going to say, I'm fully expecting one of these games randomly to be like 12 to 10. Like, I yeah. really am. I, I don't know what which one it'll be. It probably won't be the Lodolo start, I would assume. Um, because, again, with the Reds and the Pirates, man, you just never know. I mean, look at what happened last year. I mean, the Pirates were just noticeably worse than the Reds were, and the Reds outscored us 96-27 to 27 the entire year. So I had to sit through that. So we'll see if the Pirates have a better answer this year for the Reds than last year. But... These are the kind of games right now, though, where the Pirates are sitting right now at 10 and 14. These are the kind of games and the kind of series where you have to look at it and say, yeah, we're not going to make the playoffs, but at least be competitive and beat the teams you're supposed to beat, right? Right. And it's funny because that's about the same narrative that the Reds had with the Pirates, Steve. <laughs> It's it's exactly right. That's pretty much the same narrative. I you know I mean you know maybe we're maybe we're looking at this wrong too because we've been watching so much bad baseball. I mean Ethan, you've been watching bad baseball. We've been watching bad baseball. Maybe when you put these two bad baseball teams together, it'll actually look like some semblance of an actual decent baseball game because the talent levels are pretty evenly matched. So you know maybe we're wrong about this. Maybe maybe they go into this games and uh, at least we're entertained for a hot minute. I can agree. I mean, it'll be an entertaining series, no doubt. It's four games in three days. 
can't ever have enough baseball, right? Never enough baseball. And I, I, I tell you, I just looked it up. Tonight's over-under is eight and a half. I just smashed the over. I threw a lot on that. I don't think it's going to be 5-4. I think it's going to be like 8-7 to seven or 9-6 to six or something like that. I don't think we're scoring less than uh, eight and a half. We're not scoring less than nine runs. That is for sure. But of course, we'll talk a little bit more about Bet Online later on. We'll talk some more about these pitching matchups that are coming on. We kind of teased it a little bit with a few of them. Uh, I want to break down a little bit what we're going to see on Saturday when it comes to Nick Lodolo. And I believe it's Mitch Keller, right? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll break we'll break that down here coming up in just a moment. But I know, Steve, when it comes to uh, getting through a long game and getting through uh, this series that is going to be four games in three days, we need a lot of snacks. And there is one snack that is going to not break your diet. Oh, that is absolutely true. Listen, summertime is upon us. And with summer coming, you are definitely going to need some food that you can eat on the go. And Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on your family vacations and on your way to the ballpark. Throw them in a bag, put them in the kids' backpack, stuff them in your pockets. Uh, you have a ready-made snack to go. Make sure that everyone has a Built Bar and is fueled for your summer adventures. Uh, the best part about Built Bars, they are healthy and delicious. Uh, there's no more sacrificing delicious foods for your health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order right now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Uh, have you tried the puffs yet? You might have had a hard time getting them because Jeff buys them all, but you're going to go crazy for them when you have them. They are chocolate covered marshmallows jam packed with protein. They've got great flavors like banana cream pie. They even have a churro flavor. Uh, who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? Uh, and they're only 140 calories. You can sign me up for that. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try uh, one of the mix boxes, mix it up, try everything, see which ones you like the best. Built Bar, make sure that there is something for everyone. So go to Built.com right now to get all of your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and my personal go-to cherries bar, Sia, and many, many, many more. Uh, they are all delicious, and there's new flavors coming out all the time. So check them out at Built.com. Uh, the offer for you is use the promo code LOCKED15 when you're placing your order at Built.com, and you are going to get 15% off your next order. That means you can try out even more flavors for less cost. Built.com promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at Built Bar. And this weekend is Mother's Day. Have you found your Mother's Day gift just yet, gentlemen? Well, I know where you can go. It's BlueNile.com. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high-quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing like most of the three of us here? Uh, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring. Classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more are on BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Lockdown Reds and Lockdown Pirates listeners today can get $50 off 
$500. This podcast exclusive is only good through this Sunday. Use promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that's not going to give away the gift that you're getting your mom. Go to bluenile.com today and use that promo code locked on. All right, there's some interesting pitching matchups that are going to be had in this series, and there's a lot of fun players to watch when you're talking about young guys that are up and coming that are trying to figure things out here in the major leagues. That's not to say that they've had their struggles. Most of these guys have struggled mightily so far this season, but the future is bright for both of these teams. And I know that uh, Lockdown Reds listeners are probably getting tired of hearing us say that, but I'm sure Lockdown Pirates listeners know the same thing. The future is very bright. For both Very bright. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's going to be fun. It, it We're just waiting. <laughs> At the end of the day, it sucks that I have to say it that way, but we're just waiting to see whenever these guys come up, whenever they're ready. And that's just how baseball works, especially when you're a team like the Pirates who are still, for me, this is stage two of the rebuild. Last year was stage one. We got the really bad year out of the way. Now they're in stage two. And you're going to see some names come up. Rolando Contreras, we already saw him a little bit this year. He'll probably be back up again at some point. O'Neill Cruz will be up at some point, Pirates fans. I promise you can stop asking me. He will be up at some point. Um, Mason Martin is even a guy that you could potentially see at some point as well. Um, but a lot of it right now, oddly enough, is the play of some of these guys is just hard to take out of the lineup. Like Daniel Vogelbach has been awesome. He's been a leadoff hitter for us, actually, a good portion of the season. So it's hard to take him out of the lineup as well. So you can't really justify pulling up O'Neill Cruz as hitting in the low 240s right now in Triple A for a guy like Kevin Newman, who has been a gold glove finalist multiple times in his career. That is interesting to know because there's been some in there, there's been some players on this Reds uh, lineup, Steve, that we have kind of shook our heads at, and there's a few guys in AAA that we'll get to here in a few minutes that I think could fill in nicely. But when you look, you you kind of mentioned this, the start that you have kind of earmarked this weekend is Nick Lodolo, and he is one of the biggest reasons that the Reds' future is so bright. Oh, he, he is. And, and, you know, we've talked about Jeff and I anyway, have talked about it on the locked on reds feed, uh, several times. Uh, every start that Nick Lodolo has made has been better than the previous start. Now he had a, he had a little lower back strain, maybe, uh, that has led to him <laughs> skipping innings strain. <laughs> lower inning strain. That's correct. Uh, that had made him miss a turn or two, but the, the, the fact of the matter is he was getting better every time out. And that's what you want to see in a young pitcher. Uh, the thing that I'm, I'm excited about most, I mean, we're talking about this being a comedy show and, and we're kicking around and we're obviously we're, we're doing a lot of this tongue in cheek, but there is a time coming in the not too distant future where these two teams are, are both going to be very good at the same time with the young talent that's coming up. And we're going to start to see flashes of that, you know, this season and next with the Reds and same is true for the Pirates. Uh, but there's going to come a time where these conversations are very different uh, and it will be a lot of smack talking back and forth because there's going to be a lot of talent. So what am I going to be watching for right now? I'm going to be watching for whatever youngsters get an opportunity uh, to to show us what they got, to see what they show us. Nicodolo being one, Aleo Lopez being another one. You know, these guys are, are getting a chance right now to cement themselves as being part of that 2023, 2024 narrative, and they can get in early on it. Yeah, because we're going to get to see some matchups like Nick Lodolo versus Key Brian Hayes, which is going to be a matchup that we will see 
for years to come because uh, Key Brian Hayes is sticking around Pittsburgh for a while, uh, Ethan. I know that uh, we talked a little bit about that on an earlier crossover this season, but uh, I know that that sort of surprised you a little bit, being that it is the largest contract in Pirates history. Yeah, well, whenever you say largest contract in uh, Pirates history, it was eight (laughs) years, $70 million. Let's not get ourselves carried away too much. Um, But it is also the thing I think that surprised me even more was the fact that the contract was front loaded. So Hmm. he's getting paid more now. So when this team is actually good, they're saving a couple million dollars away from him. Uh, Of course, there's incentives and everything now with the player based incentives that came from the new CBA. But again, and then Brian Reynolds as well uh, signed his extension shortly after that to avoid arbitration. So it just kind of seems like the Pirates are finally saying, "Okay, we have a generational defensive talent at third base. Let's actually lock him up for once instead of just trading him away, which uh, Jeff Snyder in a call we had the other day said that he had a Dodgers fan tell him that's going to be a very nice team-friendly contract for the Dodgers in a couple years. And I said there is no <laughs> chance that Key Brian Hayes is gone. Oh, um, what it also like no to offense, be a fan but- of a team that's just going to go after people. Good. Well, yeah, but also to, <laughs> like, I'm not – I'm. Key Brian Hayes, to me, is amazing. I think he's arguably the best defensive third baseman in baseball, but for the Dodgers, they could just go sign, like, Nolan Arenado at his peak or his winning hour and just call it a day. I mean, that's just how the Dodgers work whenever Arenado runs out of his contract in St. Louis. You know, uh, Key Brian Hayes being the best defensive third baseman in baseball is a very interesting bet. Uh, Ethan, I think you know a good place for us to go when you're talking about some interesting bets. Uh, yes, don't do what I did last night and bet on Louis Domingue to win game two for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But if you go to bet online, of course, betonline.net is your one stop shop for all sports betting. As you heard Jeff earlier allude, he bet the over eight and a half on the Cincinnati Reds and Pittsburgh Pirates game tonight. If you agree with them, Go shoot it over there at Bet Online. Of course, it is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. And of course, find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, the NHL playoffs, and this weekend's Run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back, which I believe um, there is actually a uh, hockey named horse this year. So I will probably be going after that one. I believe it's Messier if I'm not like mistaken, but I forget they all have weird names, but if you want to bet solely on their name on who's going to win, go do that. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting, to playoffs, esports, and more head to the website today, or use your mobile device to more learn more about the trends in action. And bet online is where the game starts and of course as you guys always know make us your first listen here at locked on reds and locked on pirates and i actually don't have locked on mlb prospects today but shoot we have plenty of prospects so Lindsey crosby go check him out over there i thought we had that today to where i was going to talk about him but you know <laughs> well we it's locked on mlb prospects because i mean Lindsey knows what he's talking about with uh, the prospects but also there's a great way to get all of your mlb game recaps and info it's locked on now you check it out you get everyone talking about their games and you can see just some of the best reactions on the internet to the phillies and mets debacle from last night from our ryan finkelstein and connor thomas they that was those were some peak now so you got to check out locked on now right now and get all of the uh 
info you need on the league in 30 minutes or less. And um, before we jump into talking about some O'Neill Cruz and some Graham Ashcraft and stuff like that, Steve, I saw you shaking your head. You don't think it's going to be over eight and a half? Well, I do until you said you did. And my best betting strategy has been to just ask you what you're going to do and go the other way. And so, you know, now I'm conflicted. That's fair. That's fair. If you've seen my my betting ledger here recently, that's probably a good idea. Uh, But I, yeah, I'm feeling the over eight and a half. Ethan, we got to talk about O'Neill Cruz because I'm not going to lie, in fantasy baseball this year, I took a late-round flyer on him because I thought he'd be up decently fast. I've had some injuries, and I had to move on from him, which nobody cares about. But O'Neill Cruz has been a little bit tumultuous, I think, down in Triple A. there. Yes, uh, so a lot he's struggled at the plate a little bit, but he's picked it up since... Um, but the biggest thing was, of course, yes, on May the 4th, uh, May the 4th be with everybody, of course, um, Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and I'm just going to quote his tweet just for no confusion, uh, chatted with O'Neill Cruz postgame. He spoke Spanish because obviously he's Spanish with Miguel Yahure translating exception with one sentence. I asked if the transition to the outfield was getting any easier and Cruz in English said a little, I don't want to move to the outfield. So that's very interesting to say um, the least because he's struggling at the plate while also playing a position he doesn't want to play. So does that have anything to do with the, the latter does that's poignant. Yeah. But like he wanted to make sure there was nothing lost in translation. He's saying, I don't want to be in the outfield period. Plain simple. Don't put me out there. Yeah, and it's very interesting because, again, he's struggling at the plate and he's playing a position that he doesn't really want to play. So do the two correlate? Possibly. But I also see him as a future DH for the most part. But if he comes up right now, how do you take Daniel Vogelbach out of the lineup who's hitting 295 and leading the team in home runs right now? It's kind of hard. I mean, you you have to look at all sides of the coin here when we're talking O'Neal Cruz. Love big Daniel Vogelbach. I'm looking forward to watching him in this series because I'm 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 a sucker for a big dude. Uh, when you're talking about O'Neill Cruz though, and uh, the idea that he's playing something that he doesn't want to be playing, uh, that just brings back flashbacks. And we're talking about flashbacks from like three years ago of mismanaging of top prospects. Steve, I think the Reds know something about that. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> they yes, yeah. they do. Yeah. Nick Senzel. <clears throat> I don't know that we'll ever get what we thought we were going to get out of Nick Senzel, and that's I, I don't think that's necessarily his own fault either. Uh, when we're talking about some interesting prospects for the Reds, though, Graham Ashcraft has been a mind, has been a name on everyone's mind for the last two years, Steve, and I think that we are wondering with the futility that we've seen from the starting rotation, when are we going to see him? And I know that they keep telling us different things, but I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, I don't know that he could be any worse than what we've got up here right now. No, you know, I was glad they didn't call him up in that Colorado series when we needed a starter, because I, I didn't want them to bring him up and to do it in Colorado. And we all know how wonky pitching is at in Denver. So, I, I was glad they didn't call him up. However, if they were to to call him up to pitch that TBA game in the doubleheader, I would be all right with that. Um, according to Fangraphs, he last pitched on May 1st. So he's actually due to go today. 
um, as as <laughs> this airs. So if he does not pitch today, if he's not on the mound in the minor leagues, he would be available to be a starter in that TBA game. And I would be all right with that. I think that uh, there shouldn't be any clock considerations with him. Just go ahead and, and get him pitching. Uh, get him up here against this Pirates team where... Uh, he could have some success. Now, I, I'm not saying he's going to come out and beat him. Uh, as I've said, as it stands right now, I think only uh, Lodolo is going to get a win in this series. But if they were to bring him up right now, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. He could come up, get a start against the Pirates, build some confidence, maybe get a major league win, and then they can send him back down to work on a few more things and, and figure out what it is they want to do. But uh, I would be all for that. I would like to see how he looks against this Pirates lineup. I agree, too, and I think that this is something that it's intriguing to me that the probable starter for that game, for both teams, actually, still remains TBD. I checked on it just a moment ago, so it could be Grandmaster. I know they just added a dude through waivers and Robert Duggar. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe that's the guy they end up going with. That that would not interest me in the slightest. But, yeah, Graham Ashcraft is a dude that we saw a little bit in spring training, and it's strange because he pitches wholly out of the stretch. He has no wind-up whatsoever. And to a lot of people, his he has a very all-or-nothing delivery. It's a la Ryan Hendricks, and I think that there are some people that don't like watching that because they think that he is just overthrowing every pitch and he has no command whatsoever. I think he's got plenty of command. It's just it's a much different style than we're used to seeing. I, I would love to see him up Saturday night. But I think we kind of alluded to it at the outset of today's episode. Let's get some predictions. Ethan, starting with you, what do you think happens in this series? Um, I think I'm kind of on the train with Steven over here. I think we went three or four and lose the Lodolo start. Uh, that's what I predicted at the beginning of the week on my show. I said we would split the series in Detroit and then win three of four here in Cincinnati just because I just don't have a full confidence that this team can sweep. I just really don't. Um, but stranger things have happened. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, look at last night in uh, the Mets-Phillies uh, game, and you will see that anything and everything in the game of baseball can happen. But my final prediction is three out of four for the Pirates. You know, for me, I think, uh, you know, that, that's kind of where I was. I think they win that Lodolo start. Now, if they do call up Graham Ashcraft, I think they sweep the doubleheader and they split the series. Uh, if they don't, if they go with waiver wire pitcher A, B, C, D, E, or F, uh, I think we go one and three and, uh, you know, the futility continues. I am intrigued because with that open pitching slot, I really do want to see what they do with that. Also, there is the outside shot that maybe, you know, Tyler Aquin, Nick Senzel, and Joey Votto can come off the COVID IL, and then the Reds actually have their regular lineup. And we're not talking about, you know, Matt Reynolds playing right field. That makes me think they might split. I think they've got to be getting to a point where they're really tired. Like yesterday, there was that stupid play where it was a pop foul that both Mike Mustakis and Tyler Stevenson, not two replacement dudes, but two regular Reds players were converging on a pop fly in foul territory. Neither one called each other off. They both thought they called each other off and they let it fall to the turf. I'm like, we've got to be getting to a point here in this futility where they say enough is enough and they just go like, off or something, but I haven't seen it yet. Does it happen this weekend? Maybe uh, that's Sunday game that we didn't really talk about a whole lot. Um, 
Zach Thompson versus Tyler Malley, you have one pitcher who has made multiple starts in Zach Thompson who has an ERA over 10, and you have one pitcher who's made multiple starts in Tyler Malley who has an ERA over 7. That game might be like 15 to 14, but I don't know. I I, I just I, I got a feeling. I got a feeling that they split. And I think we're talking on Monday when Luis Castillo returns against the Brewers about a red side that has not necessarily calmed the flames of utility, but have at least stopped national talking heads from being interested in them for being so very, very bad. <laughs> How have we reached a state where hoping for a series split is freaking momentum? When, when did this happen? Welcome I, to the world I, of being a Pirates fan. Oh my God, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Steve, I'm trying to be optimistic, man. Give me one. Uh, and I think on that optimistic note, we're going to end. Thank you all so much for listening and watching today's Lockdown Reds and Lockdown Pirates crossover. You can follow me at Jeff Gar with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S. Offenbaker with two S. And I don't think that uh, Ethan Smith has any uh, Fs in his Twitter handle. But what's your Twitter handle for everybody? MVP underscore Ethan. It's easy to find. No Fs in that. Yes, confirmed. Uh, make sure that you also follow the Lockdown Pirates podcast to get Ethan's reaction to the series as well as us because I'm sure there's going to be some moments where we just have to stare into the camera and go, <sighs> baseball. You know anyway. what Bet Online should have? Over under errors in this series, five and a half. <laughs> smash, <laughs> smash the over, smash the over. But thank you all so much, and we will talk to all of you on Monday.